Hi, this is Laura with Kick-Ass in Life, where I help you get hired fast, be smart with money, and be a happier and healthier you. Lori Kaufman is an entertainment and pop culture aficionado. She has turned her passion into her career, and she now works in affiliate and partnership marketing at Music Choice. And sometimes in those internships, you don't know what you're talking about, but then when you get into the field and you start having a couple of internships and you start making these relationships with people and you start having mentors and you start talking to people, you you recognize that you are more capable than you ever thought that you could be. She's a lot to share about how to stand apart, how to rise up through the ranks, and how to ask for the money you deserve. Let's take it back to sort of like your story of getting started in your industry. Yeah, absolutely. So as far as I could remember, I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Um, I kind of just had that passion and knew that if I could match my passion with, you know, my corporate world, then I would ultimately uh, have a fulfilling career. So I had that mindset from a very early age. And so I went through college, had a bunch of great internships in New York City. And because I went to college down in South Jersey and I lived in Central Jersey, I was able to maneuver both aspects of my life, um, you know, getting credits in college and also getting credits in internships. And then once I graduated, um, decided to kind of play around a little bit, uh, do a couple of different things in the field, outside the field, figured that, you know, the the earlier in my career to try new things, the better to see what exactly I did want to do. Um, and so it took me a little while, a couple of missteps, a couple of really great learning experiences. Um, and then eventually I, I landed at In Demand, um, where I kind of just fell into a really great groove of having self-confidence and knowing what I needed to do in order to um, get to the next steps of my career. And from there, I kind of just full sped ahead um, to where I am now. So, you know, it, it was definitely a work in progress for a couple of years, but anything that I did got me to ultimately where I am. So it's it's definitely in your mindset and how, and how you think about things. That's so great. And in terms of, you know, your your st- story of getting started, what were the things that you did because you had those internships? What were the things that you did that you helped you stand apart or helped you uh, you know, make those great impressions to your current employers to to show them that, you know, you are deserving of more responsibility? How did you stand apart? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, uh, one of the things that I was always taught or, you know, really encouraged to do was, was speak up. Um, that's not to say that if you don't have anything to say, you kind of just ramble on, but you know, if you make your presence known, whether it's in a meeting or a conversation with somebody, they'll come back to you and they'll value your input more. So I know it's so super duper scary to kind of have that in the back of your mind of being like, Oh my God, I'm in an internship. I don't know what I'm doing. But at the same time, you really just have to get outside the box and try to step into that role of, you know, making it um, and, you know, faking it till you make it almost. Um, So I definitely would encourage anybody to kind of make themselves known in that sense. Um, And I think that by being able to do that, and when I did do that, I was thought of differently, right? I was not just necessarily another intern who was there to get credits or to pass by the day or anything like that. Like I was actually contributing to valuable conversations. Um, So that helped me stand out a lot. And also really just going above and beyond. And one instance that I can share is that in one of my internships, they told me, 
you know, time, whatever time you can get in would be great. You know, like if you can get in around 10 o'clock, that would be, that would be awesome. And I remember I was talking to my father one day and I said, you know, the, the, the train gets in at 10 15. They said that if I can get in around 10, that's okay. And he said, no, no, no. You take the earlier train, you get in yes. earlier, you, you know, you spend the more time there. You don't do you know, you don't, you don't half asset for lack of better phrasing. Um, you kind of just make sure that, you know, you, you go above and beyond what their expectations are of you. So, you know, they told me to get in at 10, I would get in at 935. And whether or not there was something for me to do at that time, neither here nor there, but they knew that I was taking the, the role and the responsibility seriously. I think that is such good advice. And, and also my, my dad was the same way. Even I, I had a restaurant job and I tried to get somebody to work my shift and he got really mad at me. And he's like, you need to be there. You need to, they want to see you. They hired you. Mm-hmm. And so I think doing those things that are going above and beyond and raising your hand and saying, uh, I'm you know not as busy as I am or should be right now. So is there anything I can yep. help you with? And totally constantly communicating so that your managers know that you're capable of sort of taking on more. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt that that was, that helped me stand apart from other people who were moseying in, you know, 10, 15 minutes late and getting, you know, I was already started with the day and I was already prepped on what I needed to do and got a head start. So it it really just made me look better. Yeah, that's great. And what are, what have, what have been some of your biggest lessons in those first few years of your career? Yeah. Oh my God. There, there are definitely so many learning lessons that, you know, I look back and I can't believe I did something or I can't believe I missed out on an opportunity because of something, you know, so it's, it's definitely, I, I have a lot to share on that, but, um, what I will say is that I think that being, you know, almost being too scared, um, when I'm in a room with, um, whether it's senior managers or decision makers and really not putting myself forward, even if I do have a great idea, even if I do know what I'm talking about, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned, sometimes in those internships, you don't know what you're talking about, but then when you get into the field and you start having a couple of internships and you start making these relationships with people and you start having mentors and you start talking to people, you, you recognize that you are more capable than you ever thought that you could be. Um, and so one of the key lessons that I have definitely learned is really just try, really just try. People really respect when you have something to say, even if you don't have the right answer, you can spark creativity or you can spark an idea in somebody else and you can bounce that off each other. If you have really good people that you're surrounded with, you know, you can formulate ideas together um, and you can really like help move the needle forward. And, you know, those people will help you get to the next level. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. Um, and that was definitely a key learning for me is just making sure that I did do that and that I did step outside the box. Um, and alternatively, you know, always asking for what I want. Um, that's something else that I, I learned kind of quickly is that the worst that anybody can say is no, right? So if you need something, if you want something, um, you know, formulate a plan, uh, put together a plan of action, get, you know, your, your thoughts in order in a cohesive way. And that way you can build your case for yourself and present it and really stick behind those things that you believe in and those things that you want. And the worst that anybody can say is no. And, and if they do, that's okay. You might have be able to leverage other things, but chances are nine out of 10, I have gotten what I wanted just by asking. 
you know, and not being afraid of that and not letting my fears or someone else's ego get in the way of something. So those key learnings of really being able to like get behind yourself and be confident enough to ask for what you want. I wish I had learned that sooner in my career. I think that's great because no one is looking out for you. You are looking out for you. So the the sooner that you learn that and realize that what your goals are for your career matter and that you can you can have goals, personal goals, the things you want to achieve and find ways to achieve them, I think is super important because we're not just serving the master, you know, this is this is your career and taking ownership over it, I think is is super important for those just getting started to realize. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of it does, a lot of the times it did have to do with money and trying to get more money and trying to, um, you know, make sure that people understood how valuable I was. Um, And so I've had great success in that respect. But at the same time, there have been times when I've been shot down and I've been able to leverage other things, you know, other things that made my work-life balance a little bit better, um, other benefits. Uh, so, you know, it's not just a one size fits all thing and, and it doesn't have to stop at the no, it can definitely be negotiated. And if you have good people around you, if you work for good people who want to see you succeed, they will definitely work with you, um, because they won't want to lose you. I think that's great. And that helps us transition into talking about salary and salary negotiations. And when you were first getting started, how did you approach that? And how is that different from how you're looking at that now? Because I think for so many, those that are just getting started are, you know, oh, I'm so grateful to have a job. But if they're not negotiating in those first first few jobs, it'll have major impacts over the course of their career. So, so how have you approached salary negotiations? Absolutely. Um, and you know, I, I fall into that bucket as well. When I first got, when I got my first job, I was happy to have a job. I was so happy that somebody saw something in me. Um, and I didn't negotiate and it set me up on a course for a few years after that of getting less than what I knew I had deserved. So, um, when I, I talked to, I talked to career coaches, I talked to people in my industry, uh, I talked to you know even managers within my company who I could trust. Um, you know, really getting those resources and figuring out how to have those conversations with the decision makers uh, was extremely valuable to me. Uh, so I, I definitely recommend getting some advocates on your side, no matter where you are, because you know it, it never hurts to have people who know what kind of work you can do, who you are. Uh, and what you have to bring to the table. But as of, you know, the last couple of years, I really, really have gotten into, um, you know, asking for what I want, um, not necessarily demanding it, but having a backup plan in case, you know, they say things like, well, we don't have it in the budget this year. Okay, well, let's revisit this in six months. And then we can talk about the budget for next year. Um, and then really proving yourself stepping up and, and making sure that they know that you are deserving of that, uh, of that raise that you are requesting. Um, and then also what I've done recently, uh, I've really taken a lot to webinars and, um, in, and, you know, in person, uh, workshops that help a lot because you basically recognize that you're not alone in this. Um, which I think is really something that's very important. Everybody almost always thinks that like, this is only happening to them. Uh, They can't, like they're the only ones going through this and really you're not. And it's a, it's a, it's a feeling that other people have. And the more that we can talk about it and the more that we can share our experiences, um, whether it's through a webinar or an in-person 
a workshop or even just a coffee with somebody maybe on your same level within or outside of your of your company um you'll get you'll get real feedback and real life experiences to help you build that self-confidence in order to get that salary negotiation conversation started. I think that's great. And I think what those in-person workshops allow you to do is to practice and practice Mm -hmm. the ask. And I went to one recently where we, uh, one person was the hiring manager and one person was the, the person, you know, getting hired. And it was a, feeling those emotions and feeling those nerves is good because then it's, oh, when you're in that situation, you'll realize, oh, I I felt that before. And the more you kind of put yourself in that sort of uncomfortable position, the easier it is to continue having those conversations because they're super important. Exactly. And then that way you're not you're not like a deer in headlights when the conversation first comes up and you have the tools you need in order to navigate those conversations, which I think is super important um, because you ultimately want to be the driver of the conversation. So you want to know how to steer it depending on what the other person is going to respond with. I think that's great. And what what would you recommend as somebody who's trying to think about putting together their sort of argument either for a promotion, more money at their current position or for a new job? Sure. Absolutely. Um, well, the first and foremost, what I've always done is I always take an audit of everything that I've been doing, um, both that is within my responsibilities and outside my responsibilities. Because I think that what I've noticed recently is that companies aren't necessarily just looking for somebody to get the job done. They really want somebody who fits in with company culture. Right, they really want somebody who is going to contribute positively to the organization. Um, that's not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a gossip or anything like that. So, if you can really audit yourself and figure out what it is that you do within your company and what you do really, really well, um, you know, for example, if you're really good at budgeting and maybe you don't like to do it, but you're really good at it, and no one else in your department takes that on. Well, that's something that you should really like raise your hand and say, hey, this is what I've been taking on and this is what I've been doing X, Y, and Z to make sure that we stay on track, save money, um, you know, the likes of that. So, so really taking an audit of your responsibilities there and then also just making sure that people know what you're doing while you're doing it. And I think that that's something that I always have to kind of keep myself in check for. Um, because I'm the type of person who I just like to get my work done and move on to the next project. And, you know, if somebody recognizes it, it's, it's my job that I did it, that's great. If not, that's okay. But you really have to toot your own horn because again, getting those advocates in your company, that way you can be part, like if somebody were to ask them what they think about you, they can actually advocate for you and say, yeah, we don't want to lose her. We don't want to lose him. We should be giving them more money and, you know, and, And that is something that I have been doing more and more often. And it's something I'm not comfortable doing, but it's something that, again, stepping outside the box um, is super helpful for that. Um, And then in addition to, you know, doing things in the work, in your workplace, really just um, doing the research, right? So looking at comparable positions within your field, people who have had the same uh, experience within the organization or within the field as you, seeing where you fit into that. Um, because you might notice that you might be paid under some people and that might give you a little bit of leverage. Um, you might notice that you've been, that you're being paid a lot more than some people. And that might also put things a little bit in perspective for you. Um, so I would definitely make sure that you take care of your due diligence and making sure that you 
um, are auditing what you're doing and making sure others know, but at the same time, also knowing what's going on in your field. I think that's super smart. And it's something that in terms of letting people know how good I am, that's something that I personally struggle with. And I Mm -hmm. think it's just such a good reminder to everyone that, you know, you can put your head down and do the work, but you're only doing half of what's important in your career. The other part is making sure the people that matter notice that. And so I think Mm -hmm. that's really, I think that's really good advice to, to everybody. Yes, exactly. And something that happens at Music Choice, which I, which I'm a really big fan of is that we have a, a weekly that gets circulated to the company every week. And so I try my hardest to get something in the weekly every week. Um, you know, it's not always possible depending on who my partners are and what we're doing. But um, I know that the senior management, I know that decision makers are looking at this document that circulates on Friday. And so if they can see what I'm doing on a weekly basis, maybe that alleviates some of the stress on me that I have to put on myself in order to like blast it out to the world, you know? Um, so that's the small step that I, that I take. Um, but I find that to be kind of a challenge to myself to make sure that I am included in that document week over week. And how do you, when you're having those conversations about money, how do you keep the, the nerves at bay? I mean, obviously you've gotten experience in doing it, but but what, what does that come from? And is it just doing it a bunch or, or what, how do you manage your nerves? Um, it's practice. I would definitely say it's practice because it's a, it is a nerve wracking conversation. Talking about money is always nerve wracking, but at the same time, you, I, I recognize, especially at this point in my career, what I deserve. And I recognize what other people in my position are doing and how they're contributing and what they're making as well. So Um, because I find that I prepare heavily, whether it's practicing with a friend, um, which, which I definitely, um, encourage you to do, even if it's somebody, even if it's somebody who's not even in your field, who can just listen to you, like, you know, talk through it. Um, that definitely helps because a lot of times we probably get tongue tied. Uh, we try to say too much. We really just want to get to the point and leave it at that. You know, we always say, I want more money because this, 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 you know, if you can say, I want more money because X, Y, Z, leave it at that and actually give them time to respond to you. That I think is also the hardest is, is saying what you have to say and then giving them the time because silence is awkward, right? So we stop because we've said everything we have to say, and then we're waiting for a response and maybe we don't get one in a couple of seconds and then we find a need to keep going in conversation. So I would definitely say that practicing helps and, and being comfortable with the silence that it might cause because, you know, it's, it's probably not an overnight conversation, right? There probably has to be other people involved in it. Um, but at the same time, you can do your due diligence and, and really practice on, on your end. And, and I'm not going to say that there aren't nerves there. My palms still get sweaty. Um, I still feel like I want to cry every time beforehand because it's nerve wracking, but I get in there and I kick ass and I have a backup plan. If they say, you know, we'll get back to you. I make sure to follow up. If they say not now, I make sure to say when, um, and if they say not this, but what about this? Then I have something to think about, and I feel like the ball is still in my court. I love that. So it's it's definitely a lot of it's definitely a lot of preparation, um, but it also comes with practice. I think that's so. I think that's great. I think that's such great advice. Um, so talking about a little bit about you know your career, New York City is a busy place. How do you manage stress? How do you take care of yourself? 
What do you do for self-care? I think that self-care is so super duper important. Um, especially now at this point in my life, um, I am 31 weeks pregnant. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Um, so yes, yeah, self-care is something that, uh, you know, even before I got pregnant, I really put at the forefront because if you're not taking care of yourself, then everything else cannot fall into place as you would want it to. So um, I, I do yoga, I run, I read, I keep up with, uh, with industry knowledge. So that way I can be involved in conversation. Um, and I really try to stay connected with family and friends because I... Yes, I love what I do for work. And yes, I think that I contribute very, very heavily to my company and my company culture and the success. But at the same time, like my life outside of work is very important to me as well. Um, so I just make sure that I can turn off um, as just as easily as I can turn on. Um, but yes, definitely taking care of yourself. You know, those those many petties if you need to, even just getting outside for a walk, making sure you're moving. Um, and really also, which I think that a lot of people need to be friendly reminded of, is talking nice to yourself. You yeah. know, I think that we spend so much time beating ourselves up because maybe we didn't get the job or maybe we said something that we shouldn't have said or, you know, for whatever reason. But like the way that you talk to yourself absolutely matters. And I think that once, you know, once I started learning that I can forgive myself for things that I might have said, or I might have done, or it's okay, if I didn't get this done, there's always tomorrow. Um, I started having such a, a weight off my shoulders, and I was able to be a happier person. And when I'm a happier person, I'm a better worker. Yep. So that's definitely, you know, just just be kind to yourself. Um and that's, it's, it doesn't really get any more simple or complicated than that. Yeah, but it's hard. I agree. You get into this sort of feedback yeah. loop and you, you start, oh, did I say the wrong thing? And then you keep, keep thinking about it. But if you're more mindful of the way that you're thinking and the way that your thoughts are going, I think it can be super helpful. I've heard that yes. you should treat yourself like your own best friend. And I really mm -hmm. like that because I think it, it makes sense. Would you be saying these things to your best friend? Probably not. So you shouldn't be saying them to yourself. Exactly. And I think that, you know, a lot of times that's not just, you know, I, I think a lot of times we're so hard on ourselves because we expect so much from ourselves, which is great. You know, like we all want to be the best version of ourselves that we can be, but also recognizing that we are dynamic creatures who have so many different aspects of our lives that we need to manage at, and we don't have to manage them all at one time. So if you, you know, you might have a really, really busy work week, which then takes away from your relationships. That's Okay. Net, maybe two weeks later, your work is slowing down and you can build back on those relationships. You know, it's just a matter of balance and making sure that you are okay with, um, you know, with where you're at and what you're contributing. Yeah, I think that's great. What is next for you? How are you kicking ass in your job in life? I know obviously you have a kid on the way, so that's probably mm -hmm. top of mind. Uh, but what are, what are some of the things that you're thinking about when it comes to your uh, what's next for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, that the 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 baby on the way definitely is a, a forefront of my thoughts all the time. But um, at the same time, you know, I did just celebrate my one year anniversary at Music Choice, and I was speaking with, um, you know, a, a career coach that I that I kind of use sometimes, and and saying to him, I said to him that I always felt like for the last couple of years I was always trying to get to the next rung. 
of the ladder, right? I was always climbing. I was always climbing, always trying to reach for something. So I felt like my, my professional life is finally in a good place and my personal life is going to start thriving. It's like, is it okay that I'm comfortable where I am? You know, is it okay that I'm not necessarily pushing for a promotion or I'm not necessarily pushing for, um, you know, to have, to, to get in, in the spotlight. Um, and, and he said, yes, actually, you know, like that's, it's a healthy thing to percolate where you are and to kind of be okay with, with where you are. And then you'll recognize when you need to move forward. And that's to say like, you'll recognize when you feel like you need to have more responsibility added to your plate. You'll recognize when you need to feel like you need to get a promotion. So at this point, I, I find that I'm good with where I'm at professionally and personally, which I think is very, very hard to say in a lot of points in life. Um, and it doesn't happen very often that you know your two worlds are actually in an okay space. Um, but at the same time, I'm using this opportunity to volunteer more at WICT. Uh, I'm going to be on the board uh, as a co-chair for the volunteer giving back chapter of the, um, the volunteer giving back committee of the New York chapter next year. So I'm really um, focusing on my volunteer efforts and, and making sure that my network um, is getting stronger while at the same time, really just, you know, really, um, focusing on what I'm doing at work, but not necessarily striving for something greater at this point, which I'm okay with. Yeah. I, I, I hear you. And I'm, I'm sort of of the same mind that, oh, I should always be, you know, getting a promotion, getting more money, getting there. But there is sort of a really nice feeling when you feel, a little bit secure in where, where you're at and you can kind of focus on other things and whether that be something in your personal life or a side hustle, you know, I feel like, you know, life's kind of a, um, you know, balancing act, right? So if you can achieve mm-hmm. some kind of equilibrium, I think, I think that's great. So that's, that's a, that's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. And especially because, you know, I am fairly new at my, at my job, as I've mentioned, I've been here about a year. So I spent a good amount of time looking for a job, right? So that took a lot of energy and a lot of, um, strength and a lot of, you know, uh, looking at myself. And I felt like after that, I kind of wanted to make sure that I landed at a place where I could be okay. Um, and I am, and that's an achievement in itself. So, you know, also making sure that you, that you celebrate the small victories of, of what, where you're at, like even just being happy with where you're at, is, is really something to be said for. Yeah, I think that's great. And do you have any recommendations for anything that you're either reading, listening to, consuming? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really have been signing up for a lot of email blasts. Um, I find that those, you know, they, they kind of hit me in the right spot because they're short enough for me to kind of get a grasp on what the content is. And then I can move forward with, you know, clicking through if I feel like it's something that's relevant to me. Um, Fairy God Boss is a, is an email blast and a website that I really like. They're all about work-life balance. Um, so I, I really enjoy that. And, um, and they have job recommendations as well, a job board. Um, I like ladies get paid. That helps me a lot. Also just kind of kicking ass in life and, and hearing other people's stories. Um, and then Elvest. Elvest is uh, an e-blast as well as a website that talks about money management for for females specifically. And 
Um, at one point I do hope to get a little bit more involved in that space. Um, as far as, you know, like investing heavily and everything like that. So at this point, I'm just arming myself with the knowledge and the tools. So when I am ready to make that move, but, um, those are the ones that I can highly recommend, um, just based on my personal, um, interests. Well, thank you for sharing those and share how you, how we can find you. If you have an Instagram, LinkedIn, yeah, absolutely. I am on um, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, email. So you can pretty much just search my name and, and I will pop up. Um, uh, and I'm always happy to connect with people. Um, I, I'm, more, I'm more willing to respond if you kind of let me know what you're looking for. So that way I can make sure I can help you. Um, or even if it's just, you know, hey, want to just get a little bit of knowledge about what you've been doing. I'm, I'm always happy um, to talk because I've had so many people who have been, who have talked to me throughout my career. It's always nice to just be on the reverse and, and kind of the flip side of that. Well, Lori, thank you so much. You are totally kicking ass and I really appreciate you being on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Laura. I, I really had so much fun talking to you and I, and I really hope that um, this was valuable conversation for other people. That's it for today. Thank you again for giving this a listen. Please like, share, review if you like this podcast so others can find it. I do this for you. So please, if you have any thoughts or ideas, email me at kickassinyourlife at gmail.com. Follow me at kickassin.life on Instagram and visit the site kickassin.life. Yes, that's the URL for more information. So this week, I encourage you to make a couple of goals in terms of how to make money moves yourself, how to stand apart, and how to take care of yourself. Thanks again to Lori. Until next time, kick ass in your life.